0: Yeah, Tom Shifflet Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Tom Shifflet Podcast. I am your host, Tom Shifflet, and this is the final episode of the Bubble Wrap, Day 15, Episode 15. It has all come to an end. Um, There is basketball on currently right now, but I am not going to record about that tomorrow because those games, they literally mean nothing. The only games that matter is Saturday's playing game between Portland and Memphis. I will talk about that on Sunday when I do my big pod. I'm gonna go back to just potting once a week, most likely Saturday or Sunday doing this it was a lot of fun it was a lot of work. Um, it was a little overwhelming at times uh, but I started to get into the flow of it and this was actually a, a, a fun a fun little thing that I tried out. I've really had a good time with this one but I didn't you know a lot of stuff in the NFL has happened. Uh, major league baseball I haven't even talked about that at all the nhl playoffs are going on too so i'm gonna have a lot of stuff to talk about throughout the week and i'll be doing that once a week probably saturday probably saturday for sunday or sunday we'll see how that works out so we got a couple games to recap real quick and then i'll talk to you on sunday okay so i already talked about washington beating boston to end to end yesterday's episode and also Sacramento beating LA first game of the day, the Memphis Grizzlies, they beat the Milwaukee Bucks 119 to one Oh six. Oh man. What sucked about this was is that Phoenix at Dallas was also a four o'clock tip. So I was watching both. I was watching the Grizzlies on my phone and I was watching the on television and Phoenix was absolutely just blowing Dallas out. It was, it was beautiful. They were up by like 20 at halftime. But also, Memphis was up 20 at halftime, so it was just... God, it just took all the wind out of my sails. It sucked so bad. Man, I felt so bad for the Suns. Uh, I mean, John Morant was awesome. He had a triple-double, his second career triple-double. You know, his got his first career triple-double. Milwaukee was just horrendous. They were so bad. And good for Memphis, man. They... I mean, they were 2-6 in the bubble, but they did what they needed to do to guarantee a spot in the play-in. So, good for Memphis, man. Suns, it just... For the people, it was like, oh, well, they should have played better in the regular season. Well, their second-best player was missing for 40 fucking games. What did you want them to do? But I, th- the, only, the thing I'm most upset about is that Adam Silver even invited them to begin with. Like, why would you invite a team that you know if they go 8-0, they still don't have a fucking chance to get in the playoffs? That's the part that really just bothers the shit out of me. Like, that's so unfair. They shouldn't have even bothered bringing them, but... This was good for Phoenix. It was really good. Monty Williams did a hell of a job coaching. He was the coach of the bubble. If they have that award, they should just give it to Monty Williams. He was fantastic. Devin Booker, he was the MVP of the bubble. He was fantastic. 27 points yesterday, and he only played in the first half. This was really good for the Suns. They played some really important basketball. Their young guys got some crunch time minutes. And Mikael Bridges, Devin Booker, DeAndre Eaton, they all look really good. That's a nice trio right there to as a nice foundation as a building block. And Phoenix is gonna be they're gonna be a really good team next year, man. And uh it just it just sucks we didn't get Booker versus versus Dame. It just it makes me so mad. So then the 6 30 game, San Antonio and Utah, you know, San Antonio saw that both Phoenix and Memphis won, so they knew they were eliminated. Greg Popovich hardly played anybody. He had nothing but young guys in there. Utah did the same thing, except for Donovan Mitchell. He played, and so did Joe Ingles. This was a fun game towards the end. Utah's Utah's second unit blew a big lead. San Antonio started fighting back. It, uh, Utah wins 118-112. to 112. This didn't mean anything at all. The Spurs, the biggest thing out of this, the Spurs, they've missed the playoffs for the first time in 23 years. You know, actually... The crazier stat is, since they've been, since the merger, and they've become the San Antonio Spurs, so it's like 1975, they've only missed the playoffs five fucking times. Five. Five times. That is, San Antonio is one of the greatest organizations, literally ever. And it will never be replicated. Nobody will ever do anything like this in the NBA ever again. Just, there's no way, man. With how many people go from team to team now, how coaches don't even stay with with teams anymore like there's just it'll never be replicated it'll never be done so the hats off to san antonio and greg popovich probably the greatest coach of all time with just an absolutely insane run that they just went on and they're going to retool and they'll be back next year and they'll be just fine nine o'clock god this sucked this was nine o'clock i had to get up at three in the morning i was just so angry that it was i had to wait until nine o'clock for this game to start Trailblazers. They pull it out 134 to 133. CJ McCollum, ah, he got so lucky that Karis LeVert missed that step back at the buzzer, but he tried his best, man. The guy's playing with two fractures in his back, but Everybody was really scuffling. It looked like it didn't look good for Portland for a while. They were down um, They were down double digits going into the half. They were down double digits at the point in the third quarter. And it was just day and time again. 42 points, 12 assists. He was great, man. He did everything he could to bring them back and to win that game. And, I mean, Portland, they should have no problem beating Memphis on Saturday at 2.30. They should have no problem at all. None. There should be no issue. Bah. Um, uh, their their defense is just atrocious though, <laughs> so bad. It's only gotten worse as these eight games have gone along, but God, their defense is so bad. Ugh, it is horrible. But I mean, it makes for a really fun basketball game. But my God, it is painful to watch. And Karis Lavert. He was trying his damnedest to be a superstar last night and he looked pretty good in stretches, but he is still just, he's so inefficient. And at the usage rate that he had through the bubble, he was so inefficient, man. He's just, he's not a number one guy. There's a lot of people who want him to start evolving a certain way and be a certain player. It's like, he's already 26, man. This is, is this is what he is. you He shouldn't have the ball in his hand as much as he did in the bubble. And he's a good like secondary tertiary like option. Like, He's going to be a really good third option. He's going to be a really big trade piece for Brooklyn, most likely. And he had a really good showcase down here in the bubble. So this was this was a good showing. He'll probably have a really good showing in the playoffs too in about three or, or four or five games. And Brooklyn will probably field calls for him and try and upgrade that roster because the Brooklyn is a really interesting team. If they can get maybe another splash name to go with Katie and Kyrie, there will be a legitimate threat in the East. But they came up just short. It's spoiling Portland's night and my $100 bet with Wiggy. But I'm just I'm so excited to cash in on that on Monday. And then the final game of the night, uh, the Orlando Magic, they beat the New Orleans Pelicans 133-127. to New Orleans is a complete disaster. David Griffin's got a lot of work to do. So much work to do. And first things first, he's got to find a head coach. Alvin Gentry is not the guy. I was reading a report that internally they're thinking Mike D'Antoni is the guy. That would be an absolute nightmare. No, hell to the no, no, fucking no. Don't do that. Oh, my God. Do not do that. Do not have Mike D'Antoni. It would make, it would make no sense with the way their rosters constructed. No way at all. Honestly, I was reading something that possibly Brooklyn is looking to possibly acquire Drew Holiday from the Pelicans and on the pelicans i would seriously consider doing that if you can get someone like lavert or you can possibly get jared allen a nice rim protector to go with zion so that's something to look into that's a deal to look out for that's actually a really good deal i i would i would pull the trigger on that immediately so that's that's about it i mean we're gonna get into the slate starting right about now there's completely worthless games so you had toronto they won earlier today. Their B team absolutely rolled over Denver's starters. They Their normal rotation as they're going to the playoffs, their B team kicked the shit out of them, 117 to 109. Um, right now, the Heat is playing the Indiana Pacers again for the second time in like three days, completely pointless. None of them are playing. 630, Clippers, Thunder, nobody's really going to play in either of those games. And then the late cap is the Houston Rockets versus the Philadelphia 76ers. Probably no no Harden. Russ is going to miss the first couple of games of the playoffs, so I don't know. Actually, a, a stat I forgot to mention yesterday when I was talking about the Houston game against Indiana, uh, that absolutely just blew my mind. And it just it's just one of those things you see, and it's like, my God, dude, James Harden is so impressive. So he tied Shaquille O'Neal for the most 40-point double-doubles of all time. Like, he tied Shaquille O'Neal. Like, that's absolutely, that's just unheard of. For anyone to think that, the, like a guard, a shooting guard, to tie Shaquille O'Neal, the most dominant player at his position, in 40-point double-doubles. It's absolutely nuts. And James is a spectacular player. I really wish people would start giving him his roses before he leaves. But the problem is is that James Harden's fans kind of make it hard for her, for people, like casual people, to root for him. Because every time around this time of the year, we start the whole... James Harden's better than Dwayne Wade. He's the third greatest shooting guard of all time. It's like, knock it off, man. No. He is not better than Dwayne Wade. No, he's not. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. I just came to grips with putting him over Allen Iverson for fourth shooting guard of all time. So let's pump the brakes with Dwayne Wade. He's he's a three time NBA champion and defense does matter and winning matters. So let's just knock it off with that stuff. Cool it I love James Harden, but let's relax, guys. You're making you're making us you're making us Harden fans look bad. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap this one up. Another short, quick pod. I was just trying to put a bow on the bubble wrap series. So thank you for sticking with me and listening through this entire series. I really appreciate it. So I will be talking to you on Sunday and then I'll get back into my normal schedule of doing a weekend pod with that. Make sure you like rate and review after every single episode. I will talk to you on Sunday. See you. From the bottom of my heart. Thank you. And, uh, you cannot say, Mamba out.